We shouldn't be a surprise that Elon Musk has completely rebranded the Twitter. And there's no hiding that Elon Musk believe the letter X actually represents a better message for the Twitter users. And for so long, and we know that, again, according to Musk, the X would be the center in audio, video, messaging, payment, banking. So in other words, based on what he described for the purpose of Twitter, it's no longer just a social media platform and actually it serves much greater purposes. But meanwhile, if we look at the geopolitical change today, particularly in the U.S. and also with the international relationships, people start to question the motivation of Twitter. Again, initially, when people started to understand Twitter as this social media platform, but meanwhile today, this has become one of the mechanisms for political force and also could this social media change complete strategy in order to win over the users? Well, again, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to invite our distinguished speaker. Again, if you follow our show, you should be familiar with the Dr. Shakavorty. Again, Dr. Shakavorty is the Dean of Global Business at the Fletcher School at Tufts University. And also, he's also the founding executive director of Fletcher's Institute for Business in the Global Context, and also the founder and chair of Digital Planet. Well, Dr. Chakravarty, and welcome back to The Missing Piece. Thank you for having me, Will. Well, again, sir, I want to get started. As we mentioned before, recently, an earth-shattering move that put out by Elon Musk that changed the logo of a bird completely to a single letter. Of course, on social media, he's been very proud and he's been very boastful about this Lego. But meanwhile, people start to question the strategy and also the motivation behind the change and also behind this business. Sir, last night you and I, we had the conversation. If I remember correctly, you are the one who came out with the article to say that in order to save Twitter, a Musk should resign from the post. So based on the current strategy, based on the current move, what are your thoughts? Well, I think uh, it's almost hard to comprehend uh, you know, what could be uh, an underlying strategy behind uh, the ongoing developments at uh, Twitter or mm. what used to be the company that used to be called Twitter. Uh, the change to X, uh, you can kind of see the, the logic for this. This is an issue that uh, Elon Musk has been uh, quite obsessed by for a long time. Mm. Uh, in fact, uh, way back, long before uh, he had any interest in Twitter, uh, he was part of the founding team of a company called PayPal mm. that uh, many of you will remember. And at that time, he actually wanted to uh, incorporate PayPal as X.com. Mm. Uh, so he has been obsessed with the idea of X being uh, uh, a, a symbol or a representative of uh, a site or an app that can do many different things for people. And uh, so his vision for Twitter has been that this would be more than just a uh, a messaging app. Uh, it would be uh, essentially a Swiss army knife of apps, very much like WeChat in China. And uh, so his idea is to, uh, uh, and even at the point when he was investing in Twitter and taking over, uh, you know, he eventually he did have a plan uh, to convert it into this X app and uh, it 
would uh, take on many different functions, including uh, communicating, messaging, payments, and so on and so forth. So I, I think um, all of that is just fine. Uh, the one tiny problem is that uh, Twitter users are uh, extremely dissatisfied uh, mm. with uh, where the platform is. Uh, it has lost uh, about 50% of its advertising revenues. It's bleeding money. And uh, Twitter uh, or X uh, has brought on a new CEO, uh, Linda Yacorino, who's uh, an advertising uh, uh uh, uh, executive with many, many years of experience. And uh, she has been essentially handed a very difficult job, uh, which is to turn this, uh, you know, this enterprise around. And so Elon Musk is technically not the CEO anymore, uh, but he's clearly the person who's calling the shots and making the big decisions. Now, one more thing that has also transpired in the middle of all this is that Facebook uh, or the Facebook parent company Meta mm. uh, launched uh, its own competitor to uh, Twitter or X, and uh, that competitor is Threads. And it's unclear whether Threads is going to be a real competition for Twitter or not. Uh, but uh, at least in the initial uh, few days, it uh, gathered a lot of followers. Mm. Uh, and of course, much of that followership has dropped away. Mm. Uh, but there are a lot of there are a lot of things going on in this space. Well, that's right, Professor. Again, when we look at Twitter, again, as we mentioned before, initially it was one of the, well, it was considered as one of the most popular social media giants. Again, it do dominates almost globally except for some countries. But again, after Musk decided to change the logo from the little cute bird into the letter X, his simple explanation was the letter X represents infinity. So in other words, again, Professor, based on what you said, Twitter should no longer just be a platform to for exchanging messages and again, uh, building relationships and enlarging social networks. But also, you know, one thing quite interesting, again, as we mentioned before, Musk, his ambition is to turning this social media platform into something that related to banking and also related to investment again as you mentioned before could be similar to the wechat that people use in china but one thing we know that if i'm not mistaken facebook tried before again tried to come out with their own currency try to mess with the whole banking system again the conversation did not go anywhere professor from your perspective how risky is Musk today when they play the game with the banking by implementing or combining the uh, the money with the social media today? And also, how do you think users are going to understand it for the original purpose of the platform? What do you say to that? Yeah, I think, you know, um, a couple of things. One is um, I never necessarily consider history as a, a, a prologue to the future. Mm. Uh, if you think about what Elon Musk has done in other domains, you know, such as uh, uh, essentially building uh, the electric car industry, uh, you know, from a, uh, a very low base, uh, you know, historic, uh, historically, the electric car industry was supposed to be dead. Mm. And Elon Musk, uh, you know, essentially created it. Uh, with uh, his launch of Tesla. So I wouldn't necessarily say just because, you know, Mark Zuckerberg failed uh, to, uh, you know, put banking and financial transactions on his social media platforms, Elon Musk is going to have the same experience. Mm. It's just that 
right now, uh, everything that we're seeing about what's happening on Twitter is that uh, users are increasingly dissatisfied uh, by where the platform is. And uh, it's critical uh, for it not only to keep its users, but also keep the users engaged and uh, for it to be a credible place where people want to hang out and spend time. And it's only when you hang out and spend time on an app uh, that people then start thinking of using it for other purposes, mm -hmm. whether it's for banking or payments or other things. So it's pretty clear that Elon Musk does have, uh, you know, an understanding of aspects of the payments industry. That's kind of where he started, or at least it's uh, one of his kind of early, uh, early companies. Uh, so he has a sense of that space. It's just that the moment that he is in right now makes it very, very difficult to imagine consumers uh, being so completely enthralled by this one platform uh, and then using it for multiple purposes. Mm. So if I were a betting person, I would say, no, he's not going to succeed. Mm. But my bet is not based on history because, you know, a guy like Musk is somebody who actually defies history in mm. many ways. Professor, how much do you think Elon Musk actually understand the users today? I mean, again, on one thing, he's very active very actively engage with the users again you know we've seen the post uh, on the social media platforms and ask question one another again some questions are very thought-provoking but other questions are or other statements are just i guess random statements but meanwhile, again, as this leader in this company, again, I mean, he purchased at the first place. I mean, clearly he had a bigger picture for it. But meanwhile, again, Professor, I'm not the expert, but you are. But one thing I do know is as a Twitter user myself, when I get on the social media, I'm looking for engagements. I'm looking for changes. And hopefully the leader can actually understand what we're looking for. So the fundamental question to you is how much do you think Musk really understand the needs and the desires of the users, particularly with those unprecedented or unexpected changes. What are your thoughts? Well, I think uh, Elon Musk in many ways does understand what you, what users want um, because, you know, he has one of the largest followers uh, mm. on the platform. At least he did when he, uh, when he bought it. Uh, so clearly there's something that uh, he is doing and saying uh, that attracts people. Right. So uh, if you consider that as evidence of somebody who understands uh, what people uh, are looking for on the platform, he clearly has it. And the question is, uh, what is it that people want? Mm. And in many in many ways, uh, what people want from platforms like this is, you know, ways to entertain themselves, ways to get informed, ways to stay connected. And sometimes it's playing to uh, some of the, you know, some of the most uh, base, uh, the, the, the lowest of our desires. And I just want to see something controversial. I mm. want to see somebody, you know, say uh, something rude. I want to, you know, I, 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 I want to, uh, you know, have uh, uh, a, 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 a digital fist fight uh, mm -hmm. with others. And Elon Musk kind of goes into all of that. So I think he kind of understands what people are looking for. It's just that can he translate that into a large enough following and a following that can then translate into people who want to use uh, this space for multiple applications. And I think uh, one of the challenges with um, 
the direction that he has taken Twitter is that it has alienated, you know, a significant portion of people who would like to be on Twitter and who historically have been on Twitter. And once you lose those people, uh, then there is a risk uh, that advertisers also do not want to stay uh, as associated with a platform that is about uh, you know, a rise in toxic speech, uh, a, a rise in, uh, you know, essentially playing to uh, the the most base, uh, uh, you know, uh, the lowest of our uh, of our desires and instincts. And a lot of ad brands don't want to be associated with that. And because the business model of a platform like Twitter is entirely based on advertising, mm. you know, you uh, ruin the economics of the system. And when the economics gets destroyed, you know, it's very difficult to pick back up. Hmm. Professor, you know, interestingly, when we talk about social media, another buzzword that has been tossed around, which is disinformation. Again, I think last time that we, you and I, we had a, 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 a thorough conversation also regarding this piece of information as well. Now, again, it shouldn't be a surprise that prior to this uh, logo change from the blue bird until letter X, Musk also tried to implement, and also, of course, he did this, what we called a blue check system. So in other words, again, everyone today, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, you get on social media, it's not easy just to send someone a private message, especially towards the well-known, the celebrities, or also the luminaries that, you know, who are rather credible and have a lot of followers, but before you can actually send them a message, you have to be verified. Now, with that said, based on the report that as soon as the blue check system was implemented, accidents or incidents started to popping around in the, in the internet. And again, we've seen those fake accounts and also we've seen some of the accounts in trying to impersonating some of the logistics or actually legal uh, entities. For example, the police department or even the mayor department, etc. Now, again, Professor, with all the changes, how do you evaluate that Musk strategy to counter disinformation. So in other words, you have to make the platform safe and you have to know that when you implement a strategy that could actually revolutionize the tech world. So how much do you think Elon Musk really care about the information or care about this disinformation? And how much do you think he's willing to fight against it? What do you say to that? Well, I, I, I'm not sure I, I kind of then completely interpret, you know, how much uh, Elon Musk cares about disinformation uh, or uh, facts for that matter. I think ultimately Elon Musk uh, cares uh, about uh, uh, getting attention. Mm. And uh, the more attention he gets, uh, the more engagement he gets on his own uh, social media accounts. So uh, if disinformation or toxic speech or something controversial is the path to engagement, uh, the paths to him being in the headlines, uh, whether it's in social media or in traditional media, I think Elon Musk is just going to do it. Uh, so ultimately, I don't think I'd want to spend a whole lot of time intellectually, uh, you know, dissecting 
you know, some kind of a strategy that he might have. I really don't think he has, you know, any grand plan other than uh, he strongly believes that when more people are engaged on this platform, they will spend more time on this platform and they would like to spend time not only sending messages or sharing news items, uh, but they would also like to spend time on other applications. That's about it. And beyond that, Elon Musk really, really, really cares about himself. Uh, I don't really believe he wanted to take on Twitter. Mm. Uh, he had initially uh, sort of, uh, you know, kind of put it out there. And then uh, as circumstances essentially uh, drove him to, uh, uh, you know, acquiring it. I don't really believe that was part of some sort of a larger plan. And now that he owns it, you know, he kind of has to deal with it. And he's trying to deal with it in, you know, uh, in, in, in ways that don't particularly reflect any kind of a well thought out strategy is, is somehow, you know, uh, taking a few uh, somewhat intuitive, you know, uh, uh, cuts at uh, what he believes uh, to be the best thing for Twitter. But none of this really adds up. So I wouldn't really spend a whole lot of time trying to, you know, break this apart into and and, and pretend uh, that this is some sort of a genius plan uh, that uh, uh, that needs to be uh, that needs to be understood. Professor, what about his ambition? Again, as we mentioned in the intro, again during numerous occasions that Elon Musk either in private or openly express his desire or also his interest incorporating with the current political force and again we've seen that on social media not just twitter but also facebook and also any other social media platforms initially those platforms and try to stay away from the geopolitical change but in reality we know that is not going to happen particularly in the united states of america we know the geopolitical change in the states is standing at the crossroads some believe that Twitter is actually playing a rather imperative role when we're looking at this political agenda. Now, again, Professor, coming back to you, is this really a mature or maybe a, uh, a wise strategy for uh, Elon Musk perhaps to join or to maybe to build a partnership with uh, political change or political powers and etc. And don't you think also that's a very risky and also a necessary move for the social media platform like this? Uh, yes and no. Uh, as I mentioned, I think Elon Musk's uh, driving uh, motivation is attention to himself. Mm. And uh, the more you tie yourself to political events, whether it's domestic or geopolitical, uh, you know, uh, you get attention. So Elon Musk has, uh, you know, tied himself to Ron DeSantis, uh, governor of Florida, who's the primary challenger uh, to Donald Trump. That's right. On the Republican ticket. And uh, Ron DeSantis isn't doing very well. And Ron DeSantis, his uh, presidential campaign was launched on Twitter, thanks to, uh, you know, essentially that platform being given to him mm. uh, by Elon Musk. Now, of course, that launch didn't go very well. Uh, so I think, you know, he's just, uh, uh, he will just tie himself to any issue as long as, you know, it puts the spotlight on him. Now, beyond Twitter, uh, Elon Musk is actually playing a pretty significant geopolitical role because his uh, Starlink satellite system is being uh, uh, brought into the political arena. It is being used in uh, uh, the war theater in Ukraine. Uh, you know, he has also uh, been threatening to, uh, you know, uh, get into the uh, 
the uh, uh, the revolts uh, in Iran uh, by giving access to the protesters in Iran uh, on a stalling system. So he is playing a significant role on the political front in many ways, not just through Twitter, but through his other uh, his other uh, businesses as well. Mm. I think uh, uh, some part of SpaceX has huge political implications because uh, you know many of the people who are many of the clients of SpaceX are are significant political players. So uh, whether he likes it or not, politics is going to be a big part of Elon Musk's larger portfolio strategy. Mm. Is this a wise move? You know, ultimately, I think uh, people are just fascinated by him. Uh, they see him and his products as useful in some situations and some other situations they, it's not. And politicians uh, are going to be opportunistic mm-hmm. and are going to align with him uh, when it's useful to them. And uh, they will stand uh, apart from him and perhaps even turn their backs on him uh, when they see it uh, you know, being toxic uh, to their own interests. Is it a good strategy for Twitter? You know, in some ways, uh, maybe yes. It it brings uh, more followers to Twitter Mm. as you have more politics being discussed on the platform because ultimately that is one of the reasons why people come on Twitter. Uh, They like to get information about, uh, you know, political news stories and like to exchange uh, such information and exchange comments and so on and so forth. But sometimes they follow politicians. Uh, So... Politics is an important part of the social discourse. Uh, so I think it is wise uh, to stay within the realm of politics. It's just that, you know, it. this is, uh, you're playing with fire. Mm. Uh, you know, if you get too closely aligned to one political side, then you alienate the other. And from a commercial standpoint, that's not a good idea. Well, Professor, two more questions before letting you go. Speaking of playing with fire, let's talk about Elon Musk his visit to China. Again, that was a really a quick trip. But meanwhile, after coming back from China, and he described the economy between US and China, and I quote, as conjoint twins. And also he stated his opposition to any move that can break this relationship. I remember, Professor, last time you also commented on his relationship uh, from Twitter and also from other entities that related to China. What do you say to that today when we look at the geopolitical change? And how much do you think that, again, someone like Elon Musk can actually, I want to be careful, quote, to heal the relationship between the two countries, only perhaps not on this diplomatic level, but from this technological or perhaps even from the business level. How much do you think he really matters? Because again, um, when he went to China, that was a, such a big deal. And we've seen the reports and also we've seen the media coverage one after another, even though the trip was short. But his comments and also his opinions and feedback about China actually matter a lot. What do you say to that? Well, Elon Musk's visit to China, uh, you know, obviously uh, there are multiple motivations, multiple reasons for it. Uh, Perhaps the single biggest one uh, would be Tesla, Mm. uh, which has a big market in China. And uh, Tesla is also viewed with some suspicion uh, by Chinese authorities. So it's important for Elon Musk to, uh, you know, travel to China and uh, assuage uh, the uh, Chinese uh, Communist Communist Party leaders uh, that uh, uh, the Tesla uh, cars are not going around uh, acting as uh, essentially spies, uh, mm. you know, uh, 
spying vehicles and picking up data on 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 China as to, as you drive around. So it's really important, you know, uh, uh, for that reason alone. Uh, you know, beyond that, there are lots of other reasons for Elon Musk to be in China. I think uh, Elon Musk's uh, Starlink uh, satellite system, uh, its SpaceX, uh, his SpaceX uh, initiatives. Uh, you know, China is thinking of building a satellite network to rival. Uh, Elon Musk's uh, Starlink system. Uh, so it's important for uh, Musk to, you know, kind of get ahead of that. Uh, you know, China could be a, a customer for SpaceX. Mm. Uh, I think there are many, many reasons why uh, for his business portfolio interests alone, uh, he uh, would like to have a good relationship with China. Uh, no question about it. Uh, you know, as far as his uh, Twitter interests are concerned, I think, uh, you know, he would like to create uh, the equivalent of WeChat on mm. Twitter. So, you know, it's useful for him to travel to China and actually see how people use WeChat, uh, you know, on the ground, as opposed to, you know, looking at it from a distance. So, uh, and every business leader, whether it's Elon Musk or any other, you know, would benefit from uh, a, a lowering of tension between uh, China and the West because, uh, uh, a more seamless uh, connection between China and the West is better for businesses all around. And Elon Musk is, you know, a business leader just like anybody else. Professor, I want to wrap up our conversation by asking you a very simple question. Again, as you mentioned before, even though Elon Musk is no longer the CEO for the company, but meanwhile, he's still his voice still matters today. Now, again, going back to the conversation you and I we had before. Coming back today, Professor, how much do you think he can hold up in in the company? Do you think that he's still going to be very interested in moving forward or maybe it's time for him to really focus on other businesses? Again, as we mentioned before, SpaceX or, you know, Tesla and then really leave Twitter. And again, you, he changed the name. He changed the strategy right now. Perhaps it's time for him to step aside and let someone else to drive behind the cars. And then meanwhile, he can focus on something else to become a better person or become a better businessman. What do you think, Steph? Well, I think, you know, uh, that time has passed. It's pretty clear that uh, he is not going to uh, step back from Twitter or X. Uh, he brought in a new CEO. Mm. Right. And if you bring in a CEO, uh, then what you should do is let the CEO be the chief executive. That's the first two letters in the acronym CEO. Let the chief executive make those decisions. And uh, instead, he's acting like the owner of the company that he is. And uh, he's making decisions uh, which uh, it's unclear whether uh, Linda Yaccarino agreed with the changing of the brand from mm. Twitter to X. As an advertising marketing person, I'm, I'm sure she has a very strong opinion on uh, uh, the importance of brand equity. So if you move from a, a, a brand that is as well known as Twitter, uh, from the Bluebird uh, symbol uh, that is as well known to an X, uh, I'm sure she would have had a somewhat different opinion mm. relative to where Elon Musk was. So it seems pretty clear to me that I don't think she's calling the shots. He's calling the shots. Uh, is it better for him to just leave it to her? You know, I don't even know whether Linda Yaccarino is a competent uh, uh, person mm. to lead uh, X at this point mm. in time. 
So uh, Elon Musk has, you know, pretty much created the mess. And uh, it's hard to imagine him stepping away from it. And he's continuing to add to the mess because he is doing, in addition to this, you know, he's kind of calling for a cage uh, match uh, fight with uh, Mark Zuckerberg, mm. uh, which also doesn't help in uh, preserving the credibility of the platform and credibility of himself and uh, any leadership team that he brings in. So, you know, uh, yeah, I'm sure it would have been a good idea for him to have stepped back and focus on some of his other businesses, but uh, he believes he's uh, far too clever uh, to focus on one thing. So he focuses on everything. And un as a result, not particularly focused on any single thing. And that seems to be showing a little bit. You can see uh, many of his other businesses also struggling. Mm. Uh, so, and in the meantime, he's also started an AI company. Uh, simultaneously, he's been calling for a six-month moratorium on AI. So he's kind of all over the place. As I mentioned, I think uh, we waste our time in going through these intellectual conversations, uh, you know, trying to come up with some kind of a retrospective strategic overlay on what Elon Musk does. I think he just acts instinctively and uh, he's a bright guy, obviously, and uh, his instincts have been right in many situations. Um, in this situation, I don't think so. Hmm. Well, again, Professor, it does sounds to me that Elon Musk and also Twitter and also uh, other businesses for Elon Musk still have a long way to go. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to speak to Dr. Shakavorty. Again, Dr. Shakavorty is the Dean of Global Business at the Fletcher School at the Tufts University, and also he's the co-founder of the and the chair of Digital Planet. Well, sir, thank you so much for your time. It's always been a pleasure. Really appreciate your insights. We'd love to have you back on the show as we continue to discuss the social media, not just about Twitter, perhaps about any other innovative platforms. So thank you so much for doing this.